Sidiot is three years young. That's right. Three years ago, in a far less humid and dangerous summer, I launched this podcast at the picnic table in the backyard. If you listen to some early episodes and hear background noise, well, that's why. I'm very sentimental, as you know, so you won't be surprised that on Sidiot's birthday, I started to think about the starting point. Me, with a cheap mic, but no plan or editorial calendar, or what we call in my business, no brand strategy. So I did what we do at work for real clients. I created one. First was the name, which we'll talk about more this episode with a special guest. Then also was the brand strategy itself. In my work, we build it with three P's, purpose, promise, and principles. A purpose is a written statement of why you as a brand exist. Your promise is what you're providing your customers and the world. And your principles are usually three to four very unique and special ways in which you do all of the above. Here's what I wrote. Purpose. City it exists to help other like-minded folks expand their horizons and perhaps make a transition. Promise. Sidiot delivers a taste of the Hudson Valley and an invitation to become part of the community. And now the principles. I have four. Each one has a colorful title. Principle one, year-round sunshine. Year-round sunshine is all about creating optimistic content that brings cheer and hope to listeners, even in the darkest winter months, which, as you know, are quite dark. Principle two, delicious dirt. Delicious Dirt is elevating the importance and the amazing rewards of the physical world, like here in farmland, in an increasingly digital world experienced mostly on screen. Principle 3. Funny as a goat. Okay, this one reminds me to poke fun at ourselves and the human reality of growing through crazy new experiences, even when the sewer system busts. Principle 4. The Screenless Window. This last principle represents that City It should be an unvarnished view into how Brian and I made the transition, with all the scabs, gaffes, and foolhardy that you see. I shouldn't hide anything. Looking back on these 51 episodes so far, I think all of this is quite true. I think my brand strategy works. The most visible piece of City It's foundation, though, is the logo. You've seen it. It's a goat and the unique typeface. To create this, I called in a pro, and a local one at that. Ryan Carl is a really talented graphic designer, and Brian and I have gotten to know him, his wife Jen, and their kids since our first years up here. Three years ago, Ryan and I sat down in Taste Buds Coffee Shop in Red Hook Village to talk about the brief for what the logo could be. I shared my vision for what City It meant and put together a mood board of things that I liked and hated. One request I was pretty firm about was animals. I needed an animal in the logo. It wasn't that particular witch animal. Other than Nora, who's more of a human pet, Brian and I don't really have any animals that we raise, at least so far. But we do live next to a goat farm, a sheep farm, and an orchard. So I was pretty open about goats, chickens, cows, ducks, or anything else that flies or runs by. Just no squirrels or snakes. Two weeks later, I sat back down with Ryan to see his ideas. I fell in love with the design he shared. With the word city it in the eclectic typeface, there was a goat. I asked more out of curiosity than a challenge. Hey, Ryan, why did you pick a goat? A baby goat, he said, Matt. Oh, a baby goat. How come? I love it, but curious why. Well, because, Matt, a baby goat is still getting its wobbly legs, he explained. It's still learning and getting its footing. You're getting your wobbly legs up here, Matt. I was stunned, rarely silent. I'm a baby goat. I'm Matt Zucker, and this is Sidiot. 
learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. This season has been so rich with interviews and guest voices. There was episode 44, Chicken Run, with city-then-country farmer Ryan Detweiler and homesteading expert, chicken librarian. Then episode 45 with the founders and editors of MB, a local newspaper service. Then on episode 49, you met Tom and Steve from Bangleworks, a co-working community and building in Stanfordville, New York. And don't forget episode 50 about Hudson Valley Lighthouses with Sarah Wasberg Johnson from the Hudson Valley Maritime Museum. And of course, earlier this month, you met Josh, my barber in Hudson. Now our inquiring, curious, chatty spirit blows across the Hudson River to the charming village of Catskill in Greene County. Catskill is home to the Thomas Cole House, an Audubon bird sanctuary, and a really cute downtown that feels more like a small city than a village. Which brings us to this week's show, episode 52. You probably saw the title of this episode is Sidiot, but it's not my spelling. And no, it's not a typo. It's the other spelling of the word. It's the spelling used by Pim Zeggers, who just opened New York City at a store on Main Street in Catskill. It's a coffee bar, a boutique, a co-working space, and in the back, a pop-up. Now, a few people I know have a revulsion to this word, city it. At some point, they were harangued or screamed at. They don't like it. When my friend Victor told me about the word and how it was used in Montauk, I thought it was just perfect for the podcast. Something different. Something that would cause a smile. And importantly, something that would be easily found in podcast directories. Either way you spell Sidiot, the word is about being an outsider, being new, being dumb at first, but then learning. Isn't that a lot of us? Well, come meet another. Come meet Pim. Hi, Pim. Thanks for coming on Sidiot. Hey, yes. Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny because a few months ago, a friend of mine, Dave, who lives in Catskill, sent me a text out of the blue one day with a photo of a bright yellow poster that said NY City at coming soon with City at spelled S-I-T-I-O-T. But I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, it's funny because then I think we connected on uh, social media and I never realized you could, that, that City at could also be written with a D or so. And I researched before, you know, when I uh, came up with the name for the store and I just never came across your podcast, but I think it's funny. Yeah. So we have definitely had a connection there. Let's talk about the word for a second too, because we both chose it for different reasons or maybe the same reason. So like, how did you, how did you find this word? Not everybody knows it. I came to Catskill five years ago and first we were part-timers and then last year in the pandemic, you know, I thought up. I thought I was going up for the weekend and I'm still here. So now I'm a full-timer and I'm here to stay. But when I came here, uh, we have neighbors across the streets who are locals. They grew up here and, uh, you know, we had to adapt to a different lifestyle here. And I remember that one of the first things was that we had to mow the lawn and we bought a little tractor and we have like, we have quite a big meadow. So, <laughs> so I was on my tractor and we were trying to like mow the lawn. And then the, the, the neighbor came running out and he's like, you're blowing up the machine. And he was, yeah, so he was helping me out. And then he called me a city, which I thought was really funny. So, and, uh, but we love each other. So for me, it was a, you know, very positive, positive thing. I mean, I was an idiot, right? I, I have to adapt to certain things I've never done before. So, uh, and then uh, we called each other shitty at home, you know, for fun. And then when I uh, had the idea of doing uh, the store, I had to think of a name. And I thought City It was a great name because I am from the city and uh, I'm a double outsider, right? I'm, I'm also, from, my accent is from Holland, 
So I'm from the Netherlands and I'm from the city. So, uh, and uh, yeah, the joke is on me. I'm a city with a store in Casper. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so important with the word is that we are, it's self-deprecating and we're trying to own it. A few people have told me they really hate the name because they were, because they were like assaulted with it. Like people yeah. said horrible things to them running by the house screaming and they really were upset by it. So yeah. they have a bad reaction to it. But I, I like the word. I like that I'm taking it back and that it's humble and that I don't know everything. And, you know, and I want people to know that that's okay. Yeah. No, same, same. So, but the funny thing was, I never had a negative, like, feeling with the words. And I never, you know, and I talked to people before I started, you know, the project. And I talked to people and I told them the name and everybody thought it was funny. Both locals and people that were transplants. I wasn't planning on insulting anybody <laughs> around me and I, I don't take myself too seriously. So I still think it's super funny, you know, I, and when I, you know, t I, I am thinking t-shirts and it's just a great word. Well, I've, I've done V-neck t-shirts and sweatshirts and I've also done trucker caps and the trucker caps are really popular. Like people yeah. in the city love wearing them. So we could definitely do a cross promotion yeah. merchandise deal. That's fun. Yes. Although we'd have to agree on the spelling. I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. I had some backlash, too. I ran some Facebook ads. And Facebook is always very negative. But I ran some Facebook ads in different zip codes in the area. And I got a lot of response like, go home, go back to the city, to, you know, uh, buy a gun. It was really freaky. And I hated it. But I've gotten more positive feedback than negative. Yeah, no. So that's, that's why I said, too, that 95% for me is the same. And I got like people anonymously send me messages and that was kind of annoying, right? It was like, you're dividing a community and people made it sort of big. And I was like, what the F? Dividing a community? Yeah, I mean, I mean, who says that? I'm just a store. It's not, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I think if we can help people be better residents, that's a great thing, you know, and bridge the divide. Everybody's welcome. Talk about your store for a second, because it does a couple different things. Yeah, so there's a couple of different things going on. So it's a retail store so we have, uh, that serves coffee too. So we have a, a variety of products from gifts to t-shirts to candles. It's a mix of European and American. I try to work with people I work with in New York, products I know from Holland. So it's really a mix. I try to do local things. I'm selling like stuff from my neighbor and from a family in Kuksaki that makes maple syrup, for instance. And uh, yeah, we do vintage furniture. It's really a sort of an eclectic mix of different things we're offering. And besides that, you can stay in the store, sit down and uh, have a cup of coffee and a nice piece of chocolate or a cookie. And then a third of the store, which is connected, but it's also a separate business is a co-working space. So you can rent a desk. So it's set up as, an, as a professional office, right? It has desks, it has two soundproof phone booths where you can take a private call, where you can do a Zoom. We have printing, Wi-Fi, everything set up as an office. And then you can come in for the day or multiple days and a desk and uh, yeah, work from, from here. And how did you just decide to do that? As listeners will know, Bangleworks in Stanfordville in Dutchess County created a beautiful one. They renovated an old restaurant and created this beautiful working space. So they had their reasons. How did you decide to do working space in Catskill? Because there's not really something here in Catskill in this like area. Uh, it's something that I was missing. I grew up in a small town in Holland. And from my 20th, I've lived in big cities. But I know from, and it's this, the town I grew up in is similar to Catskill, so I know it will be hard, right? It's a small town. You have, like, there's a seasonal aspect to, uh, to the stores. There will be a winter where it's maybe less busy. You know, food traffic is difficult. So I really try to think 
of different things. So people come in for different uh, reasons. And then, uh, you know, we have, there's always something going on also in the months that are maybe a little quieter up here. And what about Catskill itself? You know, I, I've talked a lot about a lot of different towns across the county and across the area, but I haven't talked much about Catskill. I, I know there's the quirky cat sculptures across down the city, down the main street. I have no idea the story behind them, but I, I know nothing about the town. It has a great main street. There's a lot of great shops. There's a couple of good restaurants. There's an art component. It's, it's a town that has a lot of musicians and artists, which I think is great because opening the doors of the store I'm meeting so many interesting people every day. People come into the store making music. We have a piano in the store too. So, uh, you know, so there can be, and there's this Amazing. guy every day playing the piano. So it's, you know, but it's a great little town. I love it. Yeah, it's like, it's really a small city, like on the river. And I went to a performance of the Gay Men's Chorus at um, the Lumberyard. Yes, Lumberyards, I forgot to mention. There's so many, so many great spots now to visit. So many reasons. We have the Thomas Cole House. You can, from the Thomas Cole House, you can walk over the Rip Van Winkle Bridge towards the other side to Columbia uh, County and uh, visit Olana. And, and Catskill is very central, 10 minutes from the train station to New York, 20 minutes to Hunter Mountain to ski. There's lots of hiking. There's beautiful waterfalls. It's just a great area. As a business owner, is there anything that drives you crazy so far about people that come in that do the wrong thing or the right thing? No, because you know what? That was my, I really stepped in with an open mind. Uh, also with the products we carry, I wanted to create a space where I could adapt to what people want. I have a beautiful espresso machine that makes lovely cappuccinos, but I'm making a lot of brew coffee, for instance. And I, I didn't realize that maybe the majority of people here drink and the brew coffee is also very good. We work with a local uh, roaster in Albany, so uh, Brutus, and they, they roast our, our beans. They do a special blend for the store. I think it's very interesting to see what people want and what the needs are in a town like this. Any specific advice for others who want to start their own business, especially in the Hudson Valley? You learn a lot of things and you learn about like different committees in a town and that there's a Green County uh, Development Committee and that gives out small business loans and stuff like that. So I learned it along the way. If you open a business in a town, you should really investigate what the town has to offer, right? And work with the town. The town has a lot of like interesting committees that are, are willing to work with you. They all want to see the town growing. They all encourage uh, new businesses to open in a town. And, you know, that's also how I did it. So, and then you get a lot of tips and there's maybe d d different towns offer different grants for starting businesses, for instance, right? So. And are you expecting it to be quiet in the winter? Or are you expecting year round business? Well, I hope because we have the co-working going on and the coffee aspect and stuff like that. And I also have a pop-up uh, space in the back of the store. And I'm now thinking, I'm not sure what I want to do, but I want to work with like local artists, local makers. I have now a couple of people that are interested to hang their art or what they made in, this, in the pop-up space. And it's for sale too. I've been four weeks, so it will be my first winter with a store. People warn me that maybe January and February will be quiet months. Right? Last year was a winter where everything was closed. So... I guess I will have to learn. <laughs> yeah. And how, how long have you been in the Hudson Valley? Uh, five years now. Oh, great. So maybe you, you could tell us, um, do you have a favorite place? Like what's a special place that people should know about that they m might not know about? My brother-in-law asked me to start asking guests this. I mean, if I tell you, then, uh, you know, it will not be. Nice. That's the problem. Yeah. So maybe give us your second favorite place. It's, 
it's something that people know, but I really like the Catterskill Falls. And the Catterskill Falls, if you go to the top and you uh, drive further to North South Lake and you hike there, and there's a plateau with a beautiful view of the Hudson Valley, and there used to be an old hotel up there. And I don't know this. Which falls are these? Oh, it's the, it's called the Catterskill Falls. Oh. It's quite popular here. In the summer, it's really busy. But when you go to the top of the falls, you can, you, you can obviously look at the waterfalls, and that's beautiful. But if you keep driving, there's North-South Lake. It's called, and you can hike there, and that's uh, that's up in the mountains. So you can go, you can hike to a plateau, and then you have a beautiful view of the Hudson River and the Hudson Valley. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of my one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, Pim, one of my my most popular episodes is how to make friends. So I give a lot of lessons about it. I would love to know how did you make friends up here. When we moved five years ago, we were weekenders, so we met some people in town by just going to a store. But most of the time, we took friends up and we didn't really make friends up here. But then when we became full-timers in the pandemic, so it was very hard, hard to like meet people, right? We had a neighbor, which was in our quarantine bubble. So we, we became really good friends. But uh, And now with things opening up, I do a lot of activities. I go on birding tours. You meet people there and having a shop is the best way to meet new people and also potentially meet friends because people come in, you know, they come in every day for a cup of coffee, you chat, you get to know each other. So I didn't really realize that it would work like that. It's hard though when I meet people that own businesses though, because you guys work so hard, it's impossible to make plans with you (laughs) because you work every day. No, that's true, but you can hang out in the store. And we yeah. did <laughs> and we did some live music. So we tried to do little events where we invite people that you know that are more regulars. And but it is yeah. hard. But I also feel to be honest, you work hard, but being up here, it's a different pace than the city. My store is open on Thursday from nine to five. And then after five, you know, you close the door and there's time to do stuff. So you can visit a cheese farm and do a, do a cheese tasting. You can go to a whiskey distillery and give a tour and, you know, and talk to people. What's something very Dutch that's in the store that people should know about? Well, we just got in some stroopwafels, stroopwafels. And stroopwafels are a cookie from Holland. It's a little waffle and there's a caramel center. And in Holland, when you get a cookie like that, you put it on top of your hot cup of coffee or your hot cup of tea, and then it melts a little bit. So the caramel, you know, gets a little gooey and then you eat the cookie. So I guess that's very Dutch. Friends of mine that live in Austin, Texas, that bake them. So it's kind of funny, but it is a very Dutch uh, cookie. And uh, if people uh, come into the store after listening to this podcast and they say they heard me on the podcast, I will give them a sample of a stroopwafel. Well, you heard that, Sidiot. You want a straw waffle? Stop into Catskill. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sidiot, voted best regional podcast in the 2021 Chronogrammys by listeners like you. Well, probably you. You can find Pim's store in New York City at, on Instagram and in person on Main Street in Catskill. Open every day except Tuesday and Wednesday at last check. And tell me you heard about it on City It for a taste of delicious stropwaffle. Thank you to my brother-in-law, Adam, for the idea to ask people for their favorite place in the valley. It's going to be a regular feature. Listeners can share theirs on Instagram or Facebook. I think there's an episode in compiling these. I can't believe summer's ending. It's been a bear. We just put in more AC and heating units, those modern mini splits, which are amazing so far. Plus added a big gardening shed and even a small shed for the garbage cans. 
This week we're also adding more insulation around the bedroom and bought a desk for the kitchen, mostly for the shelves to showcase Brian's library of cookbooks. There are hundreds. If you want to hold on to a piece of summer, I have a box of 10 Sidiot trucker caps still in inventory. You can order them from a link on Sidiot.com. And don't forget my audiobook of Bronze Seek Silver is out, recorded at WKZE 98.1 FM in Red Hook. Available on Amazon, Audible, and Apple iTunes. Great for that last summer road trip. Thanks for listening. Make the most of your time, six feet apart, and come visit.